0: good morning everybody as Chris said actually I'm never called Nicola I'm Nick if you haven't met me before Um, and I'm one of the pastors here at Asher Vineyard it is great to have you joining us this Father's Day now as Chris said um, at the end of the worship we are very aware that this day comes with a whole mix of emotions for people Uh, as Chris prayed you know people who are without their fathers today People who've had really tough relationships with their dads. People who are really struggling with the lockdown restrictions of a Father's Day where they can't hug their dad. People who've had absent fathers or fathers that have been physically present um, but emotionally absent. New dads who no doubt are asking the same question that every new father has asked throughout history, which is, am I doing a good enough job? Have I got what it takes? And I recognize that it comes with this huge amount of emotions. But whatever your experience of fathering or being fathered, I want to speak this morning about the fact that the fathers in our society play a critical role. We need to find a way to celebrate and elevate the role of fathers in our society because for the good, the bad, the ugly of our own experiences, this role is very, very dear to God's heart and is woven into who we are as humans. Now we know from some data in 2018 that currently of two million lone parent families in Britain, 1.6 million of those are led by a single mother. And very sadly, one in five of those children in those families never has had or will lose all contact with their father. Now, the impact of that is significant. From the raw data alone, we know that this is bad for families, it is bad for fathers, and it's particularly bad for boys. And the research and the data tells us that fatherlessness feeds this downward spiral that actually, particularly in boys, affects them in education, in work, in their health, and also in their life chances. But something I want to say this morning, loud and clear, is it doesn't have to stay this way. It doesn't have to stay this way. If you are one of those statistics, you don't need to stay one of those statistics this morning. This is not a message of hopelessness as we look at some of the impact of fatherlessness. But as the church, we get to partner with God to write a different story over our culture when it comes to the role of fathers and the impact of fatherlessness. Now, the very nature of God describing himself and positioning himself as a father rather than some unreachable heavenly being tells us a lot about why fathers have such a big big impact on us. I find it fascinating. God could have put himself in any role. He created the universe. He created us, and he could have positioned himself in any capacity and role, but he chose father. Just take a moment to let that sink in. He didn't position himself as some heavenly being, master and controller of all. He positioned himself in the intimate and personal place as a father. In the, in the New Testament, which is the second part of the Bible that talks about Jesus' life and the start of the early church, we see this in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. It says, "'Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvellous love that he has lavished on us. He has called us and made us his very own beloved children.'" That's you. That's me. He's called us his own. He has welcomed us into a family and a place of connection and belonging, not some God in the sky that we have to um, imagine, but that one we can know because we are connected forever with him as a father and child. Now, I have to get this out for the record. God thinks mothers are amazing as well. Absolutely amazing. I think mothers are amazing. God thinks mothers are amazing. And this today, as we focus on fathers, is not to diminish the role of mothers. Absolutely not. But there is a time where we need to elevate the role of father, not by pushing the role of mother down, but by allowing the role of father to rise up. Now, you may have seen uh, my check-in on social media this week, where I mentioned the struggle I had in trying to find some Father's Day cards. And in my struggle, what I found was that the value given to the role of fathers seems to be rapidly declining at the same time that the rate of fatherlessness is rapidly increasing. And I don't think that they are unrelated. The Father's Day cards that I found seem to fit into four discrete categories of the things that are valuable and worth celebrating about our dads. Firstly, drinking beer. was almost up there at the top. Then, watching football or playing golf. Football and golf were kind of in there together. Then, being handy in the shed. And finally, farting. Who would have known that farting is one of the key things that we are celebrating as a culture about fathers? Now, you may say, "Oh, come on, Nick, it's only funny, it's only humor, and I can either confirm or deny um, that the father's days awaiting Chris, the Father's Day cards are awaiting Chris when he gets home may or may not allude to one of those. And um, so yes, it is, it is funny, and it is humorous, but the problem is... That when that is the main message we're sending out about fathers, somehow we are subtly colluding with this message that men are ineffective and lazy. And that is not a message that is going to see our culture thrive. In contrast, a quick search for Mother's Day cards online. I know it's the wrong time of year, but of course online you can find this stuff at all time. A quick search for Mother's Day cards revealed that the key themes we're celebrating about mothers are kindness, nurture, sacrifice, love and the ability to multitask. Somehow we're making mothers and picking out these beautiful, wonderful things about them that elevate their role as mothers. And yet, fathers, we are just knocking down to being lazy and ineffective. I found a brilliant quote this week from a journalist called um, Kathy Jingle, and she said this, "'We seem to be living in some sort of feminized cat cloud cuckoo land where men don't matter and where they and their masculinity are not needed.' They do matter, and they are needed. I couldn't agree more. I am absolutely for women rising up. You get me started on that subject, I'll talk to you all day long. I am all about empowering women to rise up, but let's never do it by pushing men down. And it happens far too easily, that for us as women, we elevate ourselves by diminishing the role of men and pushing them down and it's not okay. I believe the time that our culture will shine and come into its own and we will see wholeness and healing and people connecting with God is when men and women are rising up to be the best that they can be and are being celebrated. And do you know what? This is reaffirmed throughout the whole Bible. The Bible is bursting with examples of how important men and fathers are. And not just telling the story of what God is like as a father. There's loads of that. But also celebrating story after story of how influential fathers have been throughout the Bible in shaping and molding and guiding and offering protection and wisdom and sacrificial love and history-shaping legacies I want to see that on Father's Day cards. They're the things I want to see. The Bible's got it. They're celebrating those things, and that's what I want to see us celebrating for our fathers. Now, I've spoken before, for those of you that know me, um, about my own story of fathering and how, very sadly, my dad passed away when I was just two months old. So I never got to know him or meet him And it absolutely has had an impact on my identity. And I carry some wounds from that, of knowing who I am because of not having uh, my dad around. But I had the privilege of having some wonderful father figures in my life who have helped guide and shape me. And I want to tell you a story about one of them this morning. And that story is about my uncle Arvin, who is my dad's brother-in-law. And in fact, I think a picture is going to come up onto the screen um, so that you can see him. This is my uncle Arvin, and that's me in the red all-in-one beautiful little jumpsuit there with my sisters. Um, and in the middle, you see Uncle Arvin, and he, um, him, and my auntie Barbara uh, owned and ran a farm in Wales, and. Every school holiday that I can remember when I was younger, we would jump on a train or in later days in a car and go to spend our holiday on the farm in Wales. And it was honestly one of the most joy-filled times of my life. I have so many wonderful memories. And one of the things that my uncle, Alvin, did was he bred pedigree cattle and uh, I have innumerable memories of walking through fields daily as he would go and check on the cattle um, as a very small child with my hand in his hand as we walked through these fields where seemingly to me as a tiny child, these were like monsters, big cows like monsters, and there's me as this tiny child and yet I have not one memory of fear because when my hand was in his hand, I felt entirely safe. And in fact, one of the defining features of my Uncle Arvin is he has enormous hands. And in fact, it's a bit of a joke that when we've had family photos, my Auntie Barbara tells him to put his hands behind his back because she says he's got hands like shovels. They're massive. And there was something so reassuring about my hand in his hand and as I was preparing for this talk, I was reminded of something that happened which tells a story of the role of fathers and father figures. Now, every summer when we went for the summer holiday, we would um, go off to agricultural shows, and they would pack some of the prize cows into the back of trailers, and we would go off um, to these shows with my Uncle Arvin. And what would happen is the cattle would all be put into pens, And we would often be coming and going and they would show the cattles round the ring. Cattles? Cattle round the ring. I don't know what that was. And every now and again, there would be a moment that I have really vivid memories of where suddenly I, as a small child, would be at this low level and you'd suddenly hear a shout and then chaos. And this would be the moment where a bull or a large cow had escaped or broken out of one of its pens. And my vivid memory in this moment is that out of nowhere, my Uncle Arvin used to come and scoop me in one arm up off the floor of ground level and plonk me on his shoulders or on a nearby gate. And my memory again is not one of fear, but one of being rescued, that I was safe because he'd scooped me up from danger and plonked me on the gate or on his shoulders. But as I reflected on this story, I realized that that story evolved and changed as I got older. And when I was too big to be plonked on a gate or put on his shoulders, something changed. And there was a day on the farm where one of the bulls escaped into the yard. And instead of being scooped up, my uncle came and handed me and my sisters massive sticks and posted us at different exit points around the yard and told us, if it comes towards you, shout and wave. And again, so I have this memory of stood at this position, like in my ready position with my stick, being told, if it came towards me, shout and wave. And something had changed because it wasn't about being rescued anymore. What he had done was equipped me to know how to be part of solving the problem, but also how to defend myself. And for me, there is something so powerful in that as the role of fathers and father figures that we need in this society. Yes, to rescue and protect, but also to equip and empower them to defend themselves and to be able to know that they are still safe. Once again, my memory wasn't fear as I stood in the ready position. It was an adventure. We need desperately fathers and grandfathers and father figures and role models to to rise up and do this for young men and women. So that we would see children growing into secure men and women who are ready to go out and change the world. Now that's really hard if you haven't been fathered well yourself or you have a poor experience of fathering. But there is one example of what an outstanding father looks like that you can go to if your own experience hasn't given you that. And that is what God is like as a father. So whether you're a man, a woman, young or old, pin your ears back because I'm about to tell you what he is like as a dad in the book of Romans, which is a letter written to the church in Rome um, by superchurch planter Paul. In Romans 8, starting at verse 14, it says this. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. You did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into a fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God, and you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, You are God's beloved child. You are, I am. And if you've had a bad experience of fathering, you might have wished God had chosen a different role for himself. For me growing up, I felt like I had to jump through a lot of hurdles to try and work out how on earth to relate to God as a father when I didn't have an earthly experience of that myself. But I believe that God wants to shout from the rooftops today the messages that are held in that passage in the Bible. So listen up, because as I prayed, I felt like there were specific things that he wanted us to hear today that are echoed in that passage. As a father, God will never, ever abandon you. You will never be a disappointment to him. You are fully accepted, even on your worst day. He is for you, and he's pleased with you. You belong, you are seen, and you are known. And more than that, you are treasured and celebrated. You are safe, you are enough, and you have what it takes. I would love for you to take a minute, wherever you are, to think about what is the one thing you desperately need to hear this morning from a father? because I can guarantee you that the one thing you need to hear from a father this morning, God is infinitely able to speak into your heart. It's totally transformational. So I think that God wants to do a couple of things with us this morning. First is just as Chris prayed earlier, I think God wants to bring some healing to those of us that have had tough or tricky relationships with our dads. He wants the truth of Romans 8 of you are my beloved child, to sink in, to go from head to heart so that it becomes transformational about everything you do from here on. And I also believe that God wants to commission men, young men, old men, everything in between, to commission men to rise up and to father those that put themselves in a position of influence around them you have got what it takes. Ashford needs you. And it's not just about kids. If you are a father of children, you how you love and lavish your heart on them will shape who they become forever. And yes, that feels like a responsibility, but it's also an incredible privilege. Have the courage enough to know that You have got what it takes and you are needed. So I would love just to be able to pray for us as we finish and just to be able to talk about the fact that God wants to meet with you this morning. So wherever you are, just take a moment to sit as we just pray. Father, we invite you to come and meet with us right now, wherever we are. We don't want to just know about you as Father. We want to know you as Father. We invite you to come and heal the most vulnerable parts of our hearts, that we may be transformed as we get to know more of what you think of us. We declare that there would be truths that settle in our hearts today that overwhelm the lies that we're not good enough that we're not worth sticking around for, that we haven't got what it takes, that we're failing, and instead that truth would stick that everything we need is found in you as a father. And for those of you at home this morning who heard Chris speak about fostering and adoption and thought, maybe, just maybe, I could be a part of that solution, ask God, Ask him to to guide you. Chris and I and um, the girls are on a journey of um, training to become a foster family at the moment. Um, Very soon we'll be going to a panel to make a decision. We can't say which way that will go, but we very much hope and dream of being able to provide a safe place for children and young people to come in the not too distant future. And if that's you, then take courage this morning and ask him to meet you in that. So we've come to the end of our our time here. Specifically, if you have never had a relationship with God and you want one, we would love for you to make today, Father's Day, what better day, the day to say, yes, I'm in, I want a relationship with you. And if that is you, please don't just switch off this feed and disappear please head over to Church Online. The website will come up in the comments, but it's ashfordvineyard.online.church. Please go over there because there are people who'd love to pray for you. Just click on the button that says live prayer or get in touch with us during the week if that's you. I promise you it will transform your life forever. So we are gonna wrap up there if you want prayer for anything that's come up for you this morning anything at all go over to church online and there are people that would love to pray for you and if that feels uncomfortable then just where you're at invite Holy Spirit to come and meet with you he's incredibly kind and he's gentle and he's loving and he would love to meet with you this morning so that's all we have time for here I wish you an amazing Father's Day whatever that looks like I pray that it will be one that transforms you and how you see fathers and fathering. And we'll look forward to seeing you at Stuff throughout the week and back here again next Sunday morning. Thanks for listening to our podcast today and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.